Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there. Welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. You know, I'm right now I'm sort of musing the idea of creating several new aquascapes over the next few weeks, sort of part of a, the new fall season, as we, we like to call it here, just giving you some new ideas for different tanks with botanicals. And, and I can't help but think back on some of the ideas that I played with in the past, particularly those that started out a certain way and then maybe evolved into something quite different over time. And of course, one of the best things about starting up all of these new botanical style systems is that I get to go through that full experience again of setting things up, you know, applying my idea and then just letting the system evolve on its own. Um, and it's a lot more interesting than if I were just detached and, you know, having somebody else do the skate. So I kind of enjoy that. And, you know, I realized early on in my serious aquarium affliction that I take a sort of different view than a lot of hobbyists and aquascapers when it comes to setting up aquariums. I can barely set up a tank which looks finished by day one. Like, you know how the really talented scapers can set up a tank with all that wood and plants and, you know, everything in place and then the tank just looks done? I just can't do that. I mean, sure, once in a while I might nail the hardscape, but for the most part, my tanks are just beginning after the so-called work is done. In fact, they look a bit sterile sometimes, almost too artificially contrived at that point. And I've sort of learned to look beyond that time frame and realize that all I've really done is to set the stage for the evolution that's to come. So, yeah, my tanks almost always look like shit at that stage. It's just the way they do. They need time. I set up tanks for the long run. Like, I cringe a bit when clubs will ask me to set up a you know, blackwater aquarium at a meeting. I'm usually kind of horrified because the scape will literally look like a pile of leaves and twigs and stuff when I'm done with my, you know, 45-minute scape, and it's completely out of my context with, you know, my worldview. My game is just beginning when the last leaf is dropped, so it's kind of hard to show somebody something that's beautiful when you're just throwing leaves and things together. And I'm really fascinated by what happens, what to me is arguably one of the most fascinating times in developing these types of aquariums. That period when the essential anchor hardscape is done, you know, when the largest wood pieces are set, the tank has that sterile looking, almost stark appearance that leaves no doubt about it being artificial at this stage. And if I go back to one of my all-time favorite aquariums, one that I did a couple of years ago, I remember being at this stage, and the look of the tank could only be referred to as like a campfire stack of wood. It really gave off this contrived and not fully fleshed out idea vibe. And of course, that had generated concern, questions, and suggestions from my more talented friends that I might want to make the layout more artistic. Now, that's feedback which in years past would have put a lot of doubts in my head. Not in the last decade or so. It's really quiet in there. As with a lot of my recent tanks, I had a vision for this one. I had a game plan, and I had the patience to let it unfold gradually and steadily. I knew that the wood had to be in a certain sort of configuration, seemingly artificial though it may have seen early on, because the picture I had in my head dictated that. It's this whole idea of setting the stage for the long term that engages me in aquascaping. 
I think it's a mindset and a way of looking at things which can really set our work as botanical style aquarium lovers apart from virtually everything else out there. We scape for the future, literally. Going back to that example from a couple years back, it simply followed this philosophy to a T. This aggregation that I put together appeared to be a lot more like a bunch of branches placed in the woods for the purpose of making a campfire at some future date than it did like some high-concept aquascape, right? Well, maybe. Uh, Could it have been that it was a representation of the way a tangle of branches might slowly assemble itself, given a unidirectional flow of water, like an inundation caused by an overflowing stream, for example? Maybe. Yeah. Interesting, right? That was part of the plan. You know... I found that some of the most compelling hardscapes, botanical-style hardscape, pure hardscape, that is, planted, reef, etc., seem to have something special about them. Of course, a large part of it is the overall look. However, one of the things which, in my opinion, separates good tanks from great ones is those little details, stuff that completes the underwater scene. Not necessarily structural details like anchor hardscape pieces, mind you. No, no, no. We're talking about little, subtle details which make a system look more natural-looking and sort of shade in the corners where they're needed. Leaves, twigs, and smaller seed pods, all those things. The big pieces, which in any scape seem to be harsh and sterile when first laid down, take on a softer, more, I don't know, realistic vibe after they've acquired that patina of biofilm and stuff a few weeks later. And those little things do make a difference over time. For example, in our botanical-style world, it's little things like bits and pieces of broken-up botanical materials, bark, twigs, and occasional larger seed pods or whatnot that make your scene look much more complete and lively. If you take your cues from natural underwater habitats like I do, you'll notice that they're filled with all sorts of materials, not just the more obvious leaves and branches. If you think contextually, particularly when we're talking about the habitats like the agapo inundated forests and the igarapes, also known as canoe ways in the Amazon forest, you take into account that they're literally flooded forest floors, and as such, they have the seemingly random aggregation of botanical materials scattered about everywhere punctuated or rather defined by larger features like fallen logs, branches, a few random terrestrial plants stroking through, poking through, etc., etc. The look of sort of awkwardly placed hardscape pieces in an aquarium might certainly not seem as being artistic in the way, you know, amazing work by dedicated aquascapers are, but in my opinion, it's nonetheless compelling once the details arrive to soften and fill in the scene. See, I said the D word again, details. I believe that an aquarium that attempts to replicate sort of a chaotic scene like the ones we always talk about here starts with what looks like a really artificial placement of wood anchored by little small details which soften, define, and fill in the scape. A sort of analog to the theater or motion picture concept of mise-en-scene where pieces literally set the stage and help tell a story by providing context. Yeah. Unlike escape, which depends on growth of plants to fill it in and sort of evolve it, the botanical-style blackwater aquarium is largely hardscape material, which requires adept placement of these materials to help fill in the scene. And of course, part of the evolution is the softening, the redistribution, and the breakdown of botanical materials over time, just like what happens in nature. I suppose this little rant could be viewed as a defense of my philosophy, and perhaps it is, but I think it serves to re-examine what I feel is one of the most foundational principles, or at least philosophies of the botanical style aquarium aesthetic the passage of time the ability to get out of our own way and to allow things to evolve naturally a sort of hands-off approach (laughs) like one of my friends asked me about my approach to scaping recently and said i think it's like you set up the tank and just sort of don't even look at it for the first few weeks right well yeah sort of i mean not literally but i don't typically stare at my tank and then start editing immediately and tearing stuff out like mad unless I have a burst of inspiration that requires me to make some sort of fundamental change before the tank 
you know, evolves too far. I must confess, it's an aesthetic and an approach which certainly doesn't appeal to everyone. It defies current thinking and challenges us to cede some of the work and control of what happens to nature, to accept aspects of an aesthetic which make us face some fears that we might have had for many years. In fact, many in the mainstream aquascaping world would levy all sorts of, you know, constructive criticisms and, yeah, but comments about our practices and our ideas. And that, to me, is part of the attraction of this type of aquarium. Rather than conform, you know, thoroughly to some sort of rules based on design, layout, and technique, this type of aquarium tends to ask for a very basic initial design and lets nature handle a lot of the emerging details over time. It's really freaking hard for many aquarists to do. I get it. However, you need to have some faith in nature and her work. She's damn good at it. And you need to learn to embrace the subtle beauty of things in nature that you might not have initially found even remotely attractive or alluring. Rather than just looking at wild aquatic habitats and telling yourself, gee, that's nice, but try accepting nature's challenge and try to recreate that scene in your aquarium, both functionally and aesthetically. Learn to embrace and see the beauty in natural features that might make you uncomfortable, rather than attempting to edit or polish out what many consider to be undesirable. This is a slightly different approach to aquascaping than we usually think about. It requires some longer-term vision to see beyond those first hours of the tank's existence. It requires belief in one's ideas. It requires a different sort of understanding about what we're doing here. And it requires patience above all else and the passage of time. Nature's been working with terrestrial materials and aquatic habitats for eons. And nature works with just about everything you throw at her. She'll take that seemingly unsexy piece of wood or rock or a bunch of dried leaves and given the passage of time, the action of gravity and water movement and the work of bacteria, fungi, and algae, she'll mold, shape, and evolve them into unique and compelling pieces as amazing as anything we could ever hope to do. If we just give her the chance. If we allow ourselves to look at her work in context. And if we set the stage. Well, that's it for now. I have another wood stack I'm going to play with. Working on a new tank, right? (laughs) So anyway, stay thoughtful, stay determined, stay diligent, stay faithful, stay independent, stay bold, and always stay wet. Once again, this is Scott Feldman. Thanks very much for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.